Welcome to episode 44 of the Permaculture Pimpcast, the only pimpcast out there where we discuss permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. How you doing, son? Pretty good. How are you? All right. Episode 44, man. I can't believe we're that long in the tooth. How cool is that, y'all? And here we are. Tell everybody, tell everybody you know about this pimpcast because there ain't nothing like it, as you well know. This episode 44 brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap from TwoOldCrows.com. Turn that simp into a pimp. Bam! Also brought to you by our other sponsor, Harvest Ripe Freeze Dryers. You can see a description, not a description, but a link to it in the show notes. I think I got it right this time. And I think you also get uh, either, I think it's 50 bucks off. I think it's a discount of some sort you get through Harvest Ripe. Well, anyway... um, definitely get it through us if you need one y'all it helps us out helps out the show and uh we're glad to be here doing this all right y'all check us out through the fountain app tip off pimp that's what we're talking about y'all through that fountain app we got to get up there and check we got to catch jack spearco so tell everybody you know about what we're doing leave a review and honestly the number one way this thing because of what we say and the things we say on here, you know, we're not going to be widely distributed. So we're going to need your help. So tell everybody, you know, what we do, what we're talking about. And I like to think we're maybe you're a little bit entertaining and you get a lot of information out of it. All right. Tip of the day. Get the best tools money can buy. Son, do you want to give them an example of what I'm talking about? I mean, well, <laughs> you can't. That's that's kind of a catch 22 Dad. You can't even buy good tools anymore. Like as far as like your hand tools and whatnot, like we we purchased the best possible option on that one potato fork. Remember, it was the best possible option that we had access to, and it still bent the first the time. first time. Yeah, the, the first, first time. time we put it in dirt, it bent. I guess what I'm getting at here, and we've talked about it numerous times. Look, anybody who's looking for a way for a homestead option for a business, if you have any of these skills, if you can acquire some steel, if you can make these tools. And you can make them better than that junk on the shelf everywhere. I mean, I know there's good stuff out there. I mean, and I've heard about some of these other brands. Like if I, if I had to buy wire strippers and they were like $250, but I was guaranteed I'd never have to buy wire strippers again. I think I'd spend the money on wire strippers. They were $250. uh, You may have something there. Back when I first got in the electrical trade, every elect, not every electrician, but by and large, every electrician used Klein tools. Lifetime guarantee, no big deal. If you have ever had a problem, you could take it in. I mean, I don't care if you blew it up, they would take it back. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I think it was unreasonable for you to go up there, cut into something hot, blow it up, and then, you know, bring it back in and expect some kind of, okay, so when they got away with that, I understand it. Then they lowered it a little bit more where it would be something defective. Like I'm using a Klein screwdriver, tip breaks off, and bam, you go to take it back in and they won't take it. And then now it's to the point where Klein isn't even made in America. I mean, so, I mean, you get better guarantees over there at Harbor Freight. Yeah, you really do. I remember back with with Craftsman, with my dad. I mean, uh, you know, every other dad I knew growing up, man, they were all about Craftsman. But now I got to be honest with you, y'all. If you're buying something off the shelf, I mean, I like like William said a minute ago, I would be more than happy to pay. I think a lot more, man, if it means I'm going to get what I'm paying for. But it's hard yeah. to find anything. And the reason I'm saying wire strippers is because when I was a, like a residential electrician, it was the thing that you were most commonly replaced that and tape measures. But the uh, yeah, the uh, specifically the Romex strippers. Those ones are the ones I was talking about specifically. Well, even regular strippers. I mean, the clients, I still have some from when I was still working on my tools back in the day doing electric work. And, you know, as an, as a, as a industrial and commercial guy, as I was, you don't necessarily use those things all the time. You do a lot of backbone work. I mean, putting in conduit, stuff like that. So your tools don't necessarily, your strippers don't get the kind of workout that you normally do doing residential work, but either way, man, it's not just that, but like on the farm, I mean, we did a video today, and I'm sure people have seen it. If you haven't, go check it out it's on not YouTube. Out yet. Well, it will yeah. be. It will be at some time today. Yeah. At, at the time of this recording, by the time we get it out, it'll be out today. I mean, I got to be honest, y'all. How many? I don't even know how many ref- freezers we've replaced 
And uh, I don't know how many refrigerators we've had to replace. I can't even count it. And you're not going to tell me this stuff isn't planned obsolescence. But that I did. I can only make a YouTube video so long and I can only describe so much. But if we honestly, if we were to give a full account of all the tools we've bought, off the shelf, and we thought we were getting decent stuff, whether it's down there at the farm store or at the hardware store, every single time we turn around, it's junk. Yeah. It's junk. I will be glad. So, folks, anybody out there who's looking to make a make a name for yourself and building tools, yeah. we are getting to the time in this country where I don't know what options we're going to have. Like handmade tools that you don't have to replace every couple of months. I mean, I stick a pitchfork in straw. And bolt and break it. Yeah. Or breaking these shovel handles left and right. Yeah. How many yeah. times does that happen? Yeah. The ones that aren't supposed to break, not necessarily the wooden handles. I mean, those break too, but like the, uh, like the fiberglass yeah, ones. It's not yeah. like we're driving over it or something. Right. I mean, this stuff is not being abused, but yeah, that's the tip of the day y'all because in these times supply chains are getting weird. Everything's getting weird. You all know what the deal is. And if you think you're going to save a few bucks by getting some of this junk, I'm telling you, you're just going to have to keep replacing it. If I had a nickel for every single thing as of late, we've had, it's like all of the, when the weather gets colder, you know, whatever problems you have in your vehicle seem to manifest themselves. And for some reason, it seems with your hand tools, the same thing happens as well. Yeah. And every single time I turn around, man, there's something else breaking. And so just, I mean, I'm, I'm taking this advice. I mean, I'm getting the best stuff I know how to get. I mean, there's some other tool manufacturers out there that maybe I ought to reach out to. I can't give you a shout out here because I haven't tried it. I mean, it's not like like last week or the week before I talked about using that cardio miracle. Mm-hmm. And people that was were, the last episode. It was Monday, I think. Right. We don't make any money on that. But I'm willing to tell you that it works. I mean, I haven't reached out to them for an affiliate deal or anything like that because the truth of it is, I don't know if I had a nickel for every email I get of somebody saying, Hey, you know, we'll offer you a fair amount of money. If you promote this product, oh, I yeah. not one time, not one time. If I ever accepted that offer, no matter how many, no matter how many digits they're offering, I won't do it. Now, if I use that product and it's something that I think is fantastic, like a EMP shield, like a freeze dryer, like a solar oven. Yes. I'll scream it from the rooftops, but I'm not, if you pedal something to me, I'm automatically going to say no, but honestly, that cardio miracle, I don't, I don't get anything out of that. And I got to say of all the things I've tried as of late, I literally, and I was bragging to you and your mom yesterday when I was, yeah. when I was moving the bull paddock, I was like, man, I'll tell you what, before I use this stuff, cause we work in really, really seriously steep, steep terrain. terrain. Like if you slip and fall, you might keep sliding or you do like I did and y'all didn't see it, but I was slipped on a cow patty. And oh. I about, well, I didn't Did fall. fall into I, it? I didn't fall. <laughs> yeah. I didn't fall. I used them cat-like <laughs> reflexes, but I caught myself and I kind of wrenched my back a little bit, not real bad, but kind of caught myself. And I was like, man, I walked all the way up the side of this mountain and I'm not even breathing. And I'm like, the only thing I can, because honestly, my physical activity for the most part has kind of slowed down quite a bit from the first year we were doing this right. because I got so many other things I got to do that require, you know, whether it's making bone sauce that I'm doing out there or whatever the case may be, it's just my tasks as of late, my cardio should not be all that great. But I got to say, man, using that stuff, it's been through the roof. So I will reach out to them and say, look, I've tried your product. Nobody asked me to. I heard Stu Peters talk about it. Well, Stu doesn't even advertise it anymore. I guess they were in and out. And I said, hey, this stuff works. And it's the same thing with these tools as it pertains to the tools and stuff out there. Until I reach out to them and I try this out, it ain't, ain't going to be you coming to me. That way I know you're sending me your very best because you don't want me to dog your stuff. The majority of the emails I get are exactly those uh, those types of deals. Like the, will you promote this for this amount of money and, and stuff like that. Yeah, this quid yeah. pro quo. I'm not The majority of the emails I get are exactly that. Right. And a lot of people are saying, hey, can you promote? I, I haven't demonstrated really with some homes, other homesteaders that say, Hey, can you promote our product? Well, if I'm not using it, I can't really promote it. I mean, it may be a great product or something, but it may not be something I'm using unless I use it. I'm not going to put my reputation. I'll tell them, Hey, this is, I use Hickory Ridge soap every single day. I use it sometimes like 
on days with jujitsu practice. And then those of y'all that are doing jujitsu, this is a heads up. You should take two showers. <laughs> you should take a shower before practice and you should take a shower after practice. I remember back when I was doing that jujitsu in Kansas city, man, there were guys that walked in there and smelled like yep. 30 miles of sw- I'm like, come on, man, you got to smell this. There man. are some people. Okay. So I did that. All right. Here's a little interesting tidbit. All right. So class in Mars Hill, everybody's clean. Nobody's funky. I mean, that there's, you know, usual bodily gases and stuff like that. You smell every once in a while, but ev- that's it. That's all you deal with in Mars Hill. You go over to Asheville and train, everybody's funky. Really? It's like it's like they take pride in like, oh, I haven't washed my gi all week type thing. And it, it's... I it, think that really funky. is. I mean, truly is. Honestly, with a lot of these uh, weirdos, man, there's some sacrament in being filthy and intentionally ugly. Yeah. I mean, and nasty and just filthy as a person. I mean, I've seen that, and I, I've seen it in the past, and I see it more and more and more, so it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. All right, moving into farm news. Sorry, y'all, we didn't get, mean to get so sidetracked, but that's my fault. Well, it was Thanksgiving, son. Yep, and, which is why we're doing this on Friday. Yeah, and it's one of two holidays we celebrate. And I, I mentioned that, I think, also on YouTube. I know I did in our last video there. And uh, people were asking, well, why don't you celebrate Christmas or, or um, you know, some of the other holidays? Well, a lot of these holidays I don't celebrate. Number one, it's I, I, I'd really have to dedicate a whole show in order to answer that. Yeah, we probably should, especially I mean, with Christmas coming up maybe, and whatnot. Maybe around that. I mean, there's a, but, you know, I don't celebrate Mother's Day. I don't celebrate Father's Day. I yeah. don't celebrate Grandparents' Day. I don't celebrate any of these things. So if you if you're thinking there's honestly a big reason why and I can't possibly answer this thing in a couple of words it's going to take a little more it's my own personal thing I'm not dogging anybody that does it's just I'm not giving I'm not celebrating something simply because somebody said to I don't even celebrate my own birthday Every year, the only birthday in my life that I ever remember as an adult was when I was 25 because I was a, I was a firefighter in California, in Northern California. You and your mom were back in Colorado. I was still in the Army at the time. And uh, I remember being in the, um, this place in Sisters, Oregon, and fighting a fire. I don't know why. I don't remember why. I just know being in this greenest green meadow I've ever seen in my life. Beautiful. All the way around, and we're supposed to be cutting fire breaks up there. And at least getting to the place where we're supposed to. And I remember walking across this green lichen and this beautiful stream was coming down through there. And I remember thinking, it's my birthday. And I audibly said it. I remember audibly saying it. I said, it's my birthday. And then the guys that were around me said, what? And then I said, it's my birthday. And like, Okay, that was random. Well, I mean, like, what do you want me to do about it, dude? We're out here in the middle of a, we're in the middle of this uh, wilderness, which is what it was. And like, okay, and I, I just remember thinking, okay, that was weird. Anyway, it was Thanksgiving, and I'll give a more concrete answer as to the reasons why I don't celebrate pretty much any holidays except for Fourth of July and Thanksgiving. The rest of them, I really don't care about it. We make our own holidays, at least I do. And uh, we'll talk about that maybe later. Okay, so what else has been going on, son? I'm out there cooking some bone sauce, and it's tough because it just rained. Yeah. Finally. It just rained last night. Yeah. And we had a freezer kick out on us, and we could get everything into the backup freezers except for the bones. And so I'm like, okay, I wasn't intending to make bone sauce, but I got to now. And yeah. that's kind of so it's either let these bones go by the wayside or – make bones right after the rain, which is kind of tough to do. It's right. Yeah. It was pretty smoky over there. I thought, I thought that was a good freezer too. Yeah. I thought that was supposed to be the good freezer. Yeah. We had that. What? All of five years. Not even, not even five years. And we spent a lot of money for that thing. I mean, back then it was a big freezer and uh, here it is another hunk of junk. So they're doing this crap on purpose. So now we're in an all mad up. We're in a fired rush to a certain extent because it looks like, you know, we got a, a cow and two pigs to put in that freezer. Yep. And we're in a bind. So it looks like we're going to be putting back a lot more food in terms of canning, in terms of freeze drying. Yeah. And that's where that freeze dryer is pretty doggone handy, man, because the footprint of the stuff you, I mean, basically an entire case of quart jars, I can get into a couple of bags. Right. And, and it's not dry. heavy it's either. Yeah. yeah. The canned stuff is all heavy. Um, that freeze dry stuff, you could stack however tall you wanted to and really not collapse anything. Yeah, that's really cool. 
Um, retrofitting the chicken tractor on steroids. That's going to be one of the projects we got coming up. Yep. And you got an automatic door for it too, didn't you? You said it opened sideways. Yeah, this one's different. Uh, whereas the one we had before, and we haven't really talked much about that one, but man, I'm really happy with it. We've talked about, we've done a video on it once. Once like, it was a chicken was a guard, ago. chicken guard brand where it pulls it up and down. And I'm telling you what, through all four seasons, man, that thing has been solid, yeah. man. It's been, I got no complaint about that. Um, the components, it's going on, what, two years we've had this thing going? No, we've had that thing since uh, Texas. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that thing's, that thing's got to be three or four, long time. three or more years, yeah. For a $100 investment when we bought it, I mean, I'd yeah, say that. That's not bad. Man, that thing is really, I've ended up cutting off part of it to make it work. But, y'all, I got to say, that chicken guard automatic door, the one with the string is great. Now, we got a new brand, and it's called Eggy or Eggs or something like that. Hmm. We're going to give it a shot, and we're going to use that on the meat bird tractor, but that tractor is jacked up from the feet up. I <laughs> yeah. mean, we got it falling apart. So we're going to do a retro video on how we're going to go about putting on the automatic door, and we're going to put a little something on top for all those helicopters that want to fly over all the time, son. Yeah. You think they'll see it? I hope so. Yeah, we'll let you know what that is when the time comes around. All right. Um, one more thing. You know, being Thanksgiving – Everybody's going to reach out to you, but I got to admit, y'all, I had my I had my phone pretty much in silent mode. Um, a lot of people have my number, and I got to say, I, I, in fact, there's a there's an email I got today. Hopefully, I can get to it. Um, tell me about some of the things you can do in order to. I just I got to find a way, a better way. I think we talked about it last time, but I can't have this thing constantly going off. And then when you answer some folks, and then they keep on with the text messages. I'm, it's just going to have to stop to some extent. I'm just going to have to find a time of day where I pull this thing out of my pocket, look at the messages. We kind of talked about it before, but there were some pretty cool things. I guess it's common knowledge to most people, but it ain't to me. Um, so we'll get on. <laughs> well, to mom that. and I were talking about getting a work phone too. Well, like, she actually told me, I mean, truth is, man, honestly, I think I'm about ready to change my number and go down to a track phone. Um, no text message, no nothing. And honestly, son, it wouldn't. When we got here, there was a regular house phone that yeah, would was. not break my heart, man. I'm, I'm thinking oh, it about would going. Break my heart? You, you don't. You must not remember that thing going off randomly all the time. Yeah, but if we got a new number, I'm thinking have a house phone answering machine. I am seriously considering that because it's like the more like whenever we go out hiking or something, and your phone doesn't work all day, for some reason, it's like when the power goes off in your house. And there's a bunch of reasons I think this is why. You ever notice, folks, when your power goes off, yeah, it sucks the power went off, but did you know almost instantaneously, you ever notice how you have zero tension? Or how quiet it is. Not just that, but notwithstanding the fact that, hey, you don't have any power, but have you ever noticed that inside when that happens, there was a guy I heard once and there was a reasons why, and it only happens with AC power, but it doesn't happen with DC power, huh. that there is no negative response so the point being is that when you're not bombarded with these electrical waves all day, I just feel like I, I feel more peace. Like when I'm out in the woods and I leave my vehicle or leave the phone in the vehicle or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not listening to anything. I'm not listening. Or I would go out there like when we were building that thing and I'd bring, we were building the greenhouse and I would put in the, um, like that, uh, speaker out there. Oh yeah. I'd plug it in that way and I didn't have it on me. And then I'd just play the Bible the audio Bible as we were working sometimes and everybody in the mountains could hear it. Yeah. We'll chase the demons up out of here. <laughs> yeah. All you yeah. trust me. We're like the, the witch capital of America. I didn't know that when we moved here. Yeah. Um, not the town we live in, but it's, it's pretty pervasive. It's everywhere. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm seriously, seriously thinking about doing away with a lot of what I have in terms of electronic, um, um, requirements. I'm still going to answer the emails and I'm thinking maybe the emails might be the best way to communicate with folks. Yeah, I think so too. It's just this text message and having people right there all the time is just, I'm it, it's getting a little much for me and I'm going to have to find a way to deal with it. And I'm, I'm working on it proactively. So I'm gonna get one of them phones, man, like them old timer jitter, jitterbugs. Jitterbugs. Yeah. What's got the giant numbers on phones. it. Yeah. Where it looks like you're calling in artillery. Yeah. I'm gonna get one of those, man. <laughs> yeah. People are going to be calling the cops on you. And I'm telling you, man, they're going to be like, man, what is this dude pulling out? It looks like an IED. So anyway, well, the sneeze, the, 
the blowing the nose over there on. Sorry, I didn't know you could hear that over the mic. Yeah. I thought I was far enough away. No, nah, man. Just put a sock in it, man. Put, put Dad, I'm trying to. So you're going to go to practice and slime all over people? When I'm moving around and stuff, it doesn't really run that much. All right. Well, anyway, son, we'll move into the news section. And uh, I don't know who I'm going to irritate with this, but hey, that's what I do. Not irritate you, but I'll tell you exactly what I think, man. More and more, I hear about this Elon Musk. I don't like this dude, man. You put him up there yeah. with Ben Ben uh, Shapiro of the people I'd want to line up and slap. I don't like this guy. Who does he? I mean, I know everybody seems to think this dude's Tony Stark. He's got all these contracts with the um, with the uh, intelligence agencies. Man, this is the and, lamest Tony Stark version. What kind of multiverse did we land in? Where this is our Tony Stark? <laughs> man. T- dude, the thing that gets me with this dude is... Everybody, just because you have money doesn't give you more common sense. I mean, here's what here's what's really getting me about this guy. Okay, first of all, let's back up and look at his Halloween costume. What was it? Dude, my man comes out there basically as a Satanist. Wow. Okay, upside down cross, the whole nine yards. I think there was Baphomet on his shirt. The whole nine yards. And I'm supposed to think this dude has some redeeming quality that's going to help we the people. I mean, you don't get to that level. If you read a lot of the works I read about, you don't get that level unless you've, to a certain extent, sold yourself out. But the thing that really gets me as of late is no matter where you come down on Alex Jones, like him, hate him. I got a love-hate relationship with the guy, so to speak. Uh, There's things I like. There's things I very much dislike. I'm not even sure. The guy seems like paid opposition to me sometimes. I don't know where it is, but the thing that gets me is that now – Musk is running Twitter and he's saying, okay, free, everybody's thinking free speech is here again, but you're sitting here telling me that Alex Jones, you're not going to have him on there because, and, uh, and, and I'm going to loosely quote it, but basically, and my heart goes out to you said, basically he had a, a child die in his arms and that's horror and tragic. No matter who it is. I don't care who that is. That is awful and tragic. But because Alex Jones was accused of uh, saying Sandy Hook didn't never happen, which he, to my understanding, he didn't. And it was a big kangaroo court up one side and down the other. You're just going to arbitrarily say, well, he ain't ever going to be back on Twitter. Well, now, is Twitter really a free speech platform? I mean, because isn't that what it's supposed to be? I, unless you are calling for violence, then I don't care what you say. I don't even yeah. take people off. I mean, we get some. Now, there was one person I pulled down the other day. Um, I don't. We don't even take comments off of our YouTube. I know a lot of people do this. Sometimes, no matter how nasty, unless it's something along the caliber that I saw the other day, where the somebody only time, says, somebody the only said, other time I can think of where we've like blocked people was during the troll roll call yeah. thing. And those people, uh, I think three of those people were going to some of these like older ladies saying, like, if you don't buy a shirt, then you don't care about these kids and, and stuff like that. So that that had to stop. Yeah, we got to put... But if you tell me you're a no good blah 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 it's out there, y'all. I didn't take it down. And uh, I'm just a John Q. farmer from, you know, the highlands of North Carolina. And I, I let those comments stay up there. But now when somebody's in there saying, you know, like the one the other day where it was some real vile... Um, I'm not even going to repeat it. I won't give it... I won't give it legs, but it was some real vile... Um, satanic stuff, and it seems to have started to pop up ever since we've started being critical. Which video was it? I don't remember which, but it was one of the more recent ones. And it might there may be somebody else that went back up there. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, well, I ain't leaving that up there. Um, but it was some real vile uh, satanic type of stuff. Okay, you know, it's, it's technically it's my platform. Well, I'll take that off. But if you call me this and that, that and this, you want to say I'm this and that, I'm not going to take it off, but that's what brings me back to this Musk. You're telling me you're going to have a free speech commons, and then you're debating about who you're going to have on there, whether it's Alex Jones or anybody else. So let's say you dislike Alex Jones. You don't want him on there. Well, then you ain't got a free speech platform, nephew. I don't I don't like this guy. I think There's he... There's plenty of pedophile, pedophiles he left on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. So, and then supposedly he's going to be some champion using uh, Twitter as a champion against pedophiles. Somebody was in a podcast. It was the uh, man in America podcast. The other day had this lady on there talking about how Elon Musk is probably going to come down like a ton of bricks on these people. I, I bitterly disagree. Yeah. I think this guy is scum up one side. You're not going to tell me that you're, uh, you're not going to wear Baphomet paraphernalia, which by the way, was Baphomet famous for 
yeah. sacrificing children and stuff yeah. like that. You're not going to wear that sort of thing. And then on the other hand, tell me you're not going to have Alex Jones on because, you know, um, he was critical of these Sandy Hook people. So uh, Elon Musk is a piece of garbage. And I, I, I will tell you right now, that's exactly what I think of him. The people out there thinking this dude's the next Tony Stark, well, I'd say examine him up one side and down the other. You're going to find out he's not what he says he is. I also think he's part of some weird uh, breeding program as well. Uh, like, if you look at how many kids he's had in oh, the past, yeah. like, three years or so, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, and it's it's weird. It's like he gets with one person, has kids with them, finds another person, has kids with them, and it's, like, back to back. It's yeah. like the, the intention is to have a kid with this person and then find another person to have a kid hmm, with. Hmm, maybe look into some of that stuff that came out about Epstein and what was going on with him and a number of these other mm -hmm. people, these uh, uber-wealthy people that are wanting to have... I mean, look, I know I'm opening up a giant can of worms there, and I don't care who's pissed off because at the end of the day people want to hear what I really think. That's why you come over here from YouTube to hear what I really think. Elon Musk is a piece of garbage. If you're going around wearing Baphomet and upside down crosses and you tell me you're a champion for kids, got news for you, nephew, you ain't. So, um, yeah, you can, yeah. Elon, you want to be a guest on this show? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll cook, fry and bake you right here, nephew. If that's how it is. I mean, you're not gonna, I, I just, there's so much about you wouldn't be able to <laughs> we've anointed the property. You wouldn't be able to get past the gate. Yeah. <laughs> the duplicity of this guy is what gets me more than anything. You tell me that, you know, you go on Joe Rogan and all these other platforms and you talk about how, you know, this um this thing that we got going on with computers and this man the worst thing we can hope for, and I'm paraphrasing once again, is this the most dangerous thing out there is this man and machine interface, and then you come up with Neuralink. Yeah. How many yeah. times are we going to hear this guy? And then you got all this money because you got all these exclusive contracts with Uncle Sam. Said there's dangers in AI. So what our solution is, is attach that AI to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So and but give me the keys to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Elon Musk, you know what I think. I won't I won't beat that dead horse anymore. But yeah. OK, so check this one out. G20 leaders. And this is relevant because of what we were talking about lately. G20 leaders agree to glow. The global vaccination passport system, and um, good night. This is what they were just openly discussing in uh, the G20 meeting, and it sounds like it's going to happen, and it looks like it's going to happen after about the first of the year. And the reason why I'm even talking about this is that I went to get ice cream the day before Thanksgiving, and the best ice cream around is right here in Mars Hill, North Carolina. <laughs> Man, they make this fig and goat cheese ice cream, that is ethereal. Now you've Meadow never heard me sweet creamery. Bam. That's what I'm talking about. If you're anywhere near there, y'all check out Meadow sweet creamery. Um, they just got back from Spain and they were telling me about how, man, the flight, the plane tickets were only 400 bucks round trip for each one of them. Rented a car for two weeks over there for a hundred bucks. They were sitting down to eat. They drank four glasses of wine, ate an entire meal, walked out full, and it was only 20 bucks. So when I'm doing this podcast alone next week, y'all know why. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we were looking. Here, the thing about it was is um, I had promised basically we've never went on a honeymoon or anything like that. So when uh -uh. they told me all this, I was like, okay, well, we've been married here coming up on 28 years. And I'm like, man, we've never been on a honeymoon before. Maybe, maybe we might want to do this, but at the same time, I'm also thinking, okay, um, it's about to be really cold in Europe. Do I want to go there right now? That's why you go to the Mediterranean right now. Well, we're, we're thinking about it, but that's where all of a sudden, right when we were thinking about this, this article comes up. So yeah, these G20 people, look, y'all, if you're looking to do any world traveling, because we were thinking about going to Jordan, we were yeah. going to go there, see the greening the desert site. And folks, we never go on like vacation. It's always a party with a purpose. So we always go somewhere with the intention that we go there for work, but at the same time, if there's something fun along the way, like going to, for example, last time we took a, let's say a vacation, it was go to deep South Homestead. Mm. Um, we did that twice. Well, I don't know nobody in Spain, but <laughs> I mean, we go visit friends and we call that maybe a working vacation. I'm just not meant to just sit on a beach somewhere. I'm always looking to do something. So if we end up doing something like this, it's going to be for the express purposes. Honestly, one thing I want to do is link up with their butchers over there. I would love to spend a couple of days working for free in a butcher shop over there, 
I mean, language barrier might be an issue, but we speak butchery, so yeah. I want to see how they do it and see if they let me just kind of be a hand. I don't care if it was mopping the floors. I wonder how much of that would translate, like how well that would go over. I just need to watch them. Shop. I don't even need them to say two words to me for the most part, but if they would, if, if, you know, I don't know Spanish, and I definitely don't know the King's English. <laughs> how, would they, how would they react to an American coming over? Yeah, I'm working here for a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go over there. I mean, only Spanish I know is a Los Burritos Hermano. I mean, that's the only thing I'd get over there. Mexican construction Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something we're thinking about maybe doing, just kind of blowing out of here for a week, going over there. And um, I mean, honestly, I would love to, I mean, whether it's Italy or Spain, uh, I got reasons for wanting to go to both, but I wouldn't mind working. Man, your mom's probably going to lose her mind. When we're thinking about bringing your grandma too. have those two walk around and check out things all day while I work at the butcher shop for a couple of days. It's kind all of what I know I'm is that they doing. better all come back fat. They better all you know come back, mom, especially mom. Mom better come back fat. They need weight goals before they go your over Your mom there. doesn't need to get fat, dude. She's as hard as woodpecker lips, man. She's athletic and beautiful all the way around man she ain't gonna i mean your mom wants everybody fat but her yeah but she but might. those are the food goals you guys should be thinking about while over there you guys should be eating everything yeah your grandma's gonna be trying to look for health food over there man Yeah, right grandma yeah. better not cook a single day no there ain't gonna be no cooking but we're, we're looking to see if we can't get a like a quick trip over there like i said if i go there it's gonna be i'm gonna come back with a better understanding of how they do their hams yeah. of how they do everything and i want to work there with them let your mom and your grandma kind of walk around, see the sights, do whatever, and I'm just going to be like a, like a pig, you know. I'm going to do what I can, man. Work inside this butcher shop for a couple of days. I'm pretty sure they won't say no. I imagine Actually, they're having as hard a time to finding people as we do. We could do the podcast still. We could still do the podcast while you're over there. We'll I just do. need it with me. Um, oh, by yourself? No, like you and me. We we both could still do it over the phone. Huh. You right. could call in, and I can record all the. Everything on this end. Yeah. Well, I'm getting cussed out in the background by some crazy French dude working in Spain. We would never know. Yeah. And then, then we got an inter international incident where I go upside his head right there on live, on live radio. All right. Check this out. We'll move on. But anyway, that's something else we're kind of thinking about. And it might be a last minute thing. We'll see. Um, check this one out. All right. So after all this COVID garbage and everything else, here it is. Kobe, uh, Anthony Fauci was, de was deposed by a couple of uh, state attorneys generals, I understand it. And the dude could not recall, and this is a quote, could not recall key details during deposition, uh, said the Louisiana attorney general. Basically, they deposed this dude for seven hours, and just about every question they asked is like, I don't remember, homie. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I don't know. I, dude, I, all I know is I did, I, you know, there's somebody out there at True News. They were basically selling these Anthony Fauci dolls. I think I bought about six of them. You did? Yeah, I bought six of them. And I think they're going to ship sometime in early December. And they basically, you squeeze them and they make, I mean, I, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I'm like, man, he's like an elf. And looking at that dude anyway, he kind of looks like a wicked elf. What are you, I mean, something you straight planning? out. I, I have no idea yet, <laughs> but I'm going to work on it. I'm thinking about, you know, hey, man, that might be a giveaway right there. Yeah. We give away an Anthony Fauci doll. Yeah, well, I got six of them coming. Um, we'll see what's going to happen, man. I, we'll, we'll <laughs> Shave up part of him and put it in the bone sauce. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we'll put bone. Oh, dude, we just put the elf out there, man. Ain't nothing coming around. Not even Sasquatch. Or, or turn like a piece of them into like a paintbrush. So that way they come with the uh, Anthony Fauci, Fauci paintbrush <laughs> with the bone sauce. <laughs> just you know honestly i could see some people doing some wicked stuff with that but uh tis the season right but that's i mean that's kind of what's on the agenda right now we went a little long in this when we get back we're going to talk about whether to prune or not to prune Ride, Sally, ride. That's a jam, son. Tell me you don't like that one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, some of that Wilson Pickett. It was funny. I saw a documentary. I mean, I, I got to say this, man. I mean, 
this isn't a music podcast, but I remember seeing this documentary about like Muscle Shoals and all the people they promoted down there at this studio in a place that you would never expect, like Aretha Franklin, um, you know, Skinner, all these people, man, they, they did some pretty incredible stuff down there where one of them was also Wilson Pickett. They had described that when, you know, I remember the guy doing the documentary, he's like, um, he was a real slow talking Southern guy from Alabama. He's like, um, yeah, I remember when Wilson Pickett showed up, he was a violent man. <laughs> and then they start talking to this one drummer who had done all the drum work for Wilson Pickett. Apparently they had like 10 drummers. As I understand it, they had like 10 drummers outside the door and then bam. I mean, one by one, they were calling them in. They'd get about a couple of bars into the song. Wilson would say, all right, you better play it right. And then they wouldn't play it right. Bam. He put them through a five minute flurry of fists and then out the door they went. He was beating up these drummers as they would come in. They'd hit the licks wrong, dude. And Wilson was going upside their head. He's over here singing these songs out of breath. Yeah. He's like, right. Bam, 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 bam. He goes up, beats the drummer. Bam. They got another one. Well, they get to number 10, not knowing that there was gonna, there was nobody else. And by that time, he had seen all these guys running out of there bloody and everything else. <laughs> and he got up there, and it was funny to hear this drummer who had actually made the cut. He says, all right. He says, you going to play them drums right? He says, yes, I am. <laughs> he said he beat them drums. He said he beat them drums like they stole his money. So, yeah, he, he wasn't going to be on the wicked side of Wilson Pickett. But anyway, that, I thought that was a funny story from back in the day. All right. Um, so, son. We did a video the other day and we were talking about pruning and man, I've really had to rewire my brain on a lot of this stuff because in truth, last year in the food forest, if anybody's seen that video, if you haven't go to our YouTube channel, you can find it, you can see it and you can see what I'm talking about. Now there are distinctions between a pruning in a food forest and also in an orchard or there should be. Because otherwise, your food force just became an orchard if you prune it the same way. Basically, William, give them the rundown between the differences of the two. Like an orchard is a nice, neat rows, organized, like you have the same spacing between each tree and stuff like that. Where a food force is more of a, it's like replicating forest. So there's different spacings on the trees. There's more of a diamond pattern going on. Uh, the species, the varieties of species are just, you know, any and everything that'll fit in there. Um I mean, the whole mindset is different on a, like a food forest should almost be passive or is passive food production even more than an orchard. An orchard, you're having to go out there and maintain it, um, you know, prune, harvest, some people spray, stuff like that. Whereas a food forest, you just kind of leave it and let it grow up. And then usually once you hit that five year mark, then it's kind of on autopilot. Yeah. So you come in, you might do a little maintenance here and there. So there is a distinct difference, but when it comes down to pruning, here's the here's the advantages, here's the pros and cons, and some are going to say that both of them are really um, not necessary. Um, I'm a big fan of pruning because I just love the involvement. I love the partnership. I love to see how this tree is going to grow after I do it. And through all the practice that I've had over the years, and I pay careful attention, I have that... I'm one of those people that when I read a book, I, I pretty much remember it. I don't have a... I don't know what a photographic memory is. But when I read something, I typically remember, and William also has that thing, your mom doesn't, where she can read a book and then not remember what is necessarily in it unless right. she puts it to work, whereas I can read it. And I pretty much remember, if I don't remember everything, I mean, my comprehension is pretty high when it comes to reading a book. So when it comes to things that I really pay attention to, it might be dates, but my mind, I'm a complete nincompoop concerning other things. And I guess that's the give and take of a human mind. But when I look at a tree and I know how I pruned it and then I see it come back a certain way and I see, okay, man, look how robust it is compared to the one that I didn't. I do see a distinct advantage from my experience when I, A, prune that tree heavily and plant a nitrogen fixer in very, very close proximity. When I say close proximity, I'm talking like in, in some cases, practically in the hole. And I've covered more of that in Patreon on the Patreon channel, and I'm going to cover more of it. The, the point being is that when I prune this thing, it's also self pruning itself. Anything you do above is happening below. So when I prune this tree, anywhere I cut off, let's say it's a branch that's 50% or greater. I know that what's happening with the roots is that root structure just kind of pruned itself underneath or it will. And it's happening all through the fall and winter. Now it's sending out new roots. 
and I got whatever comes out of that spot. It's called the hand principle. So do this. When you take off a branch, wherever you cut that off, I promise you there's going to be at least three or four shoots that come out of that area within the, like put your hand over it. Whatever your hand size is within that distance of your hand, I guarantee there's going to be some shoots to come out of there. Now, the beauty of that is, is now among those shoots that come out, I can pick the ones that are most favorable. If it's shooting straight up, I don't want that one. If it's shooting down, I don't want that. Or straight down, I don't want that. And generally, that's not the case. But if it's coming out or it's coming out at an angle facing downward, that's something I want to keep. That's something I want to favor. So for me, I can sculpt this tree to where ultimately I'm going to have 12 to 14 branches that I want to keep. And we're, this ain't every tree, but I'm saying, let's say it's an apple, for example. There's going to be 12 or 14 branches um, ultimately that I'm going to keep. The beauty about pruning also is that, honestly, I think it, you get way more productivity out of it. So that's the real part is that do I want to be a trophy hunter and go out here and just make this thing produce like the Dickens? Well, there's that permaculture part of me is saying, no, I don't want to be a trophy hunter. I just need to get a harvest, but I don't mind pruning. So I want to see the full extent of what I can do, advance certain techniques, which I have when it comes to a spellier. I've, um, you know, I've actually invented a way of doing that, that I think makes it easier. Now it needs some more, it needs more work and it needs more, um, needs more attention to develop it more before I release it to the world. But everything I'm seeing on that tree is that when it's all said and done, when that tree is pruned up the way it ought to be, and Paul Gauchy makes a really good argument for that, and also Stefan Subkoviak, both of them geniuses when it comes to orcharding. And when I overlay the information I've learned from both of them, I love to prune because I know that it's going to produce, I can get rid of unhealthy things, and I can let that thing grow in the most favorable way that's going to give it high productivity and also eliminate problem branches that might be in the aisles and the lanes. That might be one of the biggest things right there. So it may take years for this thing to get exactly where you want it, but at least I'm not getting slapped in the face every time I'm out there picking blueberries. Right. Yeah. So within that orchard setting, I can also sculpt this thing in such a way to where I can more... I know you can do it in a food forest, but I think I can do it more effectively in an orchard setting where my shrub layer, my ground cover, my, I can even add a vine layer, which I've proven on the back of this house. Right. But that was something I made more known on Patreon. I didn't really talk about it on YouTube because it wasn't a full video, but we used that cowpea and it grew right up. Yeah. The whole length of the tree is really whole, the whole I, height. I mean, I mean that cowpea, some of it went up probably 14 to 16 feet in the air. Yeah. And though it didn't affect those trees at all, so it was a commensal relationship. And so I'm finding out that even these saplings benefit, or at least the nature of the benefit, I don't even know. I don't have the skill to understand, but I know that adding that vine layer in there didn't inhibit these trees one bit. It didn't change anything. So it's telling me that when I prune these things a certain way, I'm able to add layers and more of it. So there is that benefit, and I think Subkoviak proves that as well. Paul Gauchi even did an experiment too, where he did something, you know, planting annuals right there, doing something of a centropic thing. Yeah. So, okay. At the end of the day, do I favor, which one do you, do you have a favorite? It, it just depends. I mean, nobody ever likes to hear that, but that's, a yeah, legitimate it is. Answer. that's the legitimate answer. If you're wanting like a, if you're going to have an orchard where people are going to come out and pick or it's, they're going to drive through it on the way to something, then I would go ahead and prune it and make it look like, make it look like an orchard, have it produce as much as possible and stuff like that. Or if it's close to your house, prune it as much as possible. But if you have a food forest in zone three and you don't really interact with it very much, nobody really sees it very much. And it's just a passive income food source then I wouldn't worry about pruning anything outside of your pathways. I would just make sure you have clear pathways. Um, and that's it. Just prune that. Well, that's why in the food forest, it's it's kind of a frustration for me because I know ultimately a lot of what we're doing here is going to be a demonstration site where a lot of people are hitting us up about, hey, can we come by? Can we come by? And we get this so often, y'all. I got to tell you, I mean, it, there it has to be a solid no for right now because if I were to entertain all the people that hit me up about coming by, we 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 just can't get anything done. So what we're looking to do is maybe in the spring when things are off and running, then we can have something of an open house where anybody that wants to come by could come by 
and we could do something like a, a, a field day where you can see it up close and personal. But frankly, this time of year, you're not going to get much out of it. Yeah, you're not going to. I mean, some people might notice what's going on, but chances are, if you can notice what's going on, you didn't really need to come here anyway. Well, and there's like there there's so many if I were to entertain every random person that says and, and folks, I'm not I, I love your support. I do. But you got to understand also that we're not only producing content, unlike some really big YouTubers out there. Now, granted, I mean, there's some out there doing exactly what they say. Um, and I know them. And you see me talk to them. There's a lot of them out there. Other people are doing their chores and doing their um, their internet work or, you know, doing this. Right. Every single bit of the aspect of this operation, we all do. We literally do. We put the stuff in the boxes. We mail it out. We made it. We made <laughs> it, yes. I mean, every single bit of it. And um, we're going to have to work this out and where we can have a day a couple of times a year where we have an open house where people come by, but it, you know, and because we love you guys so much that when you come here, we wind up shooting up an entire day. Now imagine this happens four or five times a week. We can't, we can't get as we can't, we've got to get this stuff done. We really do. And YouTube is the best we can do right now, but don't worry if we still have a planet by spring. <laughs> um, seems like all the world war three talk isn't really going on right now, but you know, if, if things are, I don't know um, if we still have interstate commerce or whatever the case may be by the spring, if the inflation hasn't gone through the roof, I mean, which I think it will. And if people can still do it, then yeah, I, I want, that's why we have that food force down there as a demonstration area. I don't necessarily want it, but I want somebody when they say, what does a swale look like? I want them. I want to walk out of here and say, okay, right. here's a swale. When we get this other building built, um, Lord willing, we get that other building built and maybe we do permaculture design courses out here. Well, okay. The thing that most PDCs don't have is an on-site example of what exactly, exactly I'm talking about. Yep. Okay. So most people do a PDC and they have never seen a swale in the course of their lives or their training. I want to be able to walk out that door when it's relevant, take you to go see it. Okay. What's the interaction between these things? Let's go out the door and do it. So that's why it's there. And it's killing me to see some of these trees structured the way they are. And it's not because I have this high fascination for order. It just makes good sense. So when it comes down to pruning in a nutshell, when you prune, your productivity is going to go much higher. I believe. In fact, I think I can prove it. When you don't prune, your productivity isn't necessarily through the roof, but you still get a crop that you didn't have to work for. Right. Yeah, and that's what Jeff Lawton's, um, I think that's what his, uh, like his method is on coffee, his coffee trees. Right. If he puts in a ton of work, then he can get 100% production on every coffee tree. But if he puts in zero work on the coffee and just harvests, then he gets 50% production. Which is awesome. So you just plant more coffee trees. Which is a better investment of your time. Right. That's why Jeff is a freaking genius, y'all. I mean, and it makes common it makes good common sense. So if you put in zero work and get fifty percent the harvest, then you're a hundred percent ahead. If right, <laughs> but yeah. I see me doing the orchard thing. I just love. Remember, this is something I had to really learn from Eric Sider. I mean, it's that part of permaculture. The people care is the part I neglect most, especially as it pertains to myself. And Eric had to remind me one time when I was working seven days a week, putting these insane hours to try to get to this point. He was he he had to. More than once he had to tell me, he said, you know, people care starts with yourself. Yeah. And this is that part of permaculture where I didn't always appreciate color and beauty and flowers because my idea was if I didn't eat it or my animals didn't eat it, then why am I growing it? Right. And that's a foolish notion for all wink, wink to all you guys out there. Cause I know a lot of you think that same way it, I thought it was a foolish notion, but it is, it isn't. So depending on, for me, my people care is my interaction that I have with these trees. So I don't mind having an orchard. And now I also, I have a demonstration area to where For I can say food forest too. and an orchard. Yep. Yeah. Food forest, Hoogle mound and pond all right in that same spot exactly. that lead into an orchard. It's tight in there. And then honestly, I wouldn't mind, you know, when spring rolls around, I wouldn't mind putting some garden show centropic in there as well, right. yeah. where when people come out now, you can take and cut and paste whatever it is you have at your place or what you're thinking about putting it in. And then you can see boots on the ground, exactly what we're talking about, because we're not just walking the walk, y'all. We actually do this stuff.
Oh, yeah, back again. <laughs> Another jam. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah, when I, when I hear these songs, man, honestly, I, I think I want to stick more. I listen, it's rare that I listen to music. I mean, because usually when I'm driving down the road, I'm either listening to the Bible app or a podcast and um, something along those lines. And then every blue moon, I listen to music. But when I listen to that kind of music, it just makes me happy. So, yeah, that's more of that people care that made me happy. All right, check this one out. It's from Roman, and he wrote last night. He was saying, thanks for the info. He was regarding the uh, feeding the chickens to chickens and pigs to pigs. Oh, okay. He said, I never knew anything about the nervous system deal with cannibalism. But here's a tip for a, here's a, here's a, tip for a pimp. The best way to keep the feds from looking through your devices is name them all, quote, Hunter Biden's hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be protected forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his daughter Sailor came up with that one. Man, that was off the hook. I was, I was hey, like, dude, let's let's change our Wi-Fi name to that. <laughs> oh man, would that work? Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, check this out. I got another one from Scott from Johnny Ranch. Haven't really. Um, He's got so many. Um, he changed his name. Yeah, on he's got YouTube. a number of pseudonyms. Yeah. yeah, he's got a number of pseudonyms out there. And um, uh, let's see. He was talking about. He sent me a link to the Died Suddenly documentary. Yeah, and I guess he didn't know that we had promoted it out there. So thanks, Scott. Um, folks, if you haven't seen it, you might want to see it. If for those of us that follow this stuff pretty closely, it's kind of old hat to us right but for i think a number of people out there it isn't necessarily so if you're expecting like if you've been keeping up with this stuff and you're expecting new information you're not going to really get it but if you're this would be a good documentary well it depends to, on who you were following okay if you yeah. weren't watching Stu peters right. or dr jane ruby or some of these others you don't know about this stuff okay yeah that's a good point all right yeah go check out the documentary yeah it's old hat to you and me because we follow those things and mike adams who done the dissections and folks, I mean, it's, it is yeah. worth watching, but going right back to that cardio miracle, I don't, I don't get a single thing out of it. I'm just telling you yep. these pilots have been getting a massive, it's basically nitrous oxide. You were using it after workouts and stuff and you said it worked great. Oh yeah. It, you you don't using, get sore the next day if you use it. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't used it for that. Because I'm putting on muscle without working out. <laughs> yeah, somebody wants a link to that those steroids, then. Yeah. All right, check this one out. Um, Northern Dream, um, North American Dream. He's saying um, he found five gallon plastic buckets. Well, but, well, in a nutshell, he says he found five gallon stainless buckets at yeah. Tractor Supply for thirty nine ninety nine. You get three buckets, and man, thanks a lot for that because I really got oh. some. Was it in the uh, fireplace section? No, he says you got to order them and then they show up. So oh. he got 12 of them. And I thank you for that, Randy. Um, I really do because I think I'm going to go ahead and get online because we can use some of those. We kind of need them. The stainless steel buckets? Yeah, that'd be kind of handy for making biochar and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah, for we're, sure. We're getting a lot of charcoal and stuff from the fireplace to give to the pigs. You got anything, son? Yeah. Um, so, Po' Boy, Tip a Pimp, the Gap Band song is the perfect intro. I find myself singing that anytime I'm doing chores around the property. Bam! And that was because last time we were talking about changing the intro song after the 100th episode. I think the, every song in the next Pimp cast ought to be all Gap Band. Every In the next, just in the, the next, next song? No, okay. in the next one. But we got some requests out there. I'll get to that. Yeah, we can do that. And then Do, 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 or Do, 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 or something like that. Uh, he asked, can you drop a link to that deer antler velvet? Yeah, people are trying to get swole without working out, Dad. Well. You're over, over here starting a cult, <laughs> the Velvet Cult, the man, Velvet Club. Hey, maybe I need to that get them as an advertiser, man, because I've been using that stuff. <laughs> the Velvet Club sounds like the next group that took over the United States man, of America. It, nah, dude, it sounds like some bathhouse in San Francisco. <laughs> Would you like a room at the Velvet Club? It sounds like a Russian bathhouse. Nah, no thank you. But hey, we'll get you some links. Honestly, I need to see if they want to sponsor the show, man. I'm yeah, giving them a free shout out here, but the stuff, been, it's been working. I wonder what's going to happen. And honestly, when I really do start working out, um, we'll, <laughs> I'm, I, Monday, y'all, it, it's going to be Monday. That Yeah, that's when it's going to happen. This one here, Big Country. Hey, Billy. And this is pretty helpful. On that cell phone, try turning off all your notifications for everything. You still get the messages, but you can check on them at your leisure. Uh, don't let it whoop you, brother. Man, I sure appreciate that, Big Country. Um, and that was the advice I told you earlier. I think I'm going to wind up doing that, man. Eric left that same advice, too. I'm um, saying Eric you can do. It. He also said, 
Let me just read it for you. He said, you could set a specific time of day for checking emails and text messages and also have auto reply respond with those times uh, with those times. So people don't expect a quick response. Also, you can mute text conversations as well as set your phone to do not disturb and have only certain people messages get through or just have it in the house. Hashtag tip a pimp Luddite. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the tragedy of being a Luddite is, uh, yeah, you know, you try to keep one foot in this world and one in the other. And honestly, I like the I like the world where I don't have to deal with any of this stuff. But at the same time, I love interaction with all the wonderful people out there. So it's uh, it's it's just I think maybe the I think what really got to me, it didn't really bother me until the election. And these fools were blowing me up. So this one here came from Betty. Hey there, Billy. Heard you mention a heart supplement in the recent past. I cannot remember what it was. Okay, we just talked about it a little little bit ago. It's that cardio miracle, and I'm going to reach out to these folks and see if they want to be a sponsor. Because the truth of it is, um, man, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you, man. That stuff. <laughs> I'm walking up the side of this mountain, and I am. I, I mean, honestly, I I'm not even winded. <laughs> I just. At a, a foresight where IGF is a sponsor and we're both screaming into these microphones <laughs> with veins that popping out of our works, head. dude. Yeah, I'm swole. Check this out. What do you got? Uh, from Eric Sider, is there a specific resource or study that discusses the central nervous system issue of an animal eating its own kind? I was trying to search it out and the only thing I found was uh, in reference to mad cow, mad cow disease and prion proteins. Also, I picked up two 40-pound bags of kibble for my dog as his own uh, survival food at Chewy.com. They have some good deals. Just picked up two bags of non-GMO chicken feed on special as well. With free shipping, it's hard to pass pass up and have it on hand. Hashtag time is money. Hashtag tip a pip. Tip a pimp, playboy. Boy, that's what I'm talking about. Eric, Eric, I mean, I'm telling you what, he is extraordinary. If he can't find it, trust me, it it can't be found. As far as, like... That's the research that I've always thought was uh, referenced was the mad cow disease stuff. Like, oh, they started feeding nervous systems of the same animal to the, I mean, of one animal to the same animal. And that's where those uh, prionic diseases came about. That's where I thought. I'm just not going to take the chance. And right. just ethically for me, and I'm not going to dog anybody else that does. Ethically for me, I just don't feel good about it. I mean, I can't even, I don't care what the studies were per se, but for me, I'm not a big fan of it just because it just seems to me, it just feels that no animal should ever eat its kind, even though chickens don't seem to care. Yeah. And I mean, in the wild, they would like in the wild, they would like if a pig died around a bunch of other pigs in the wild, the other pigs would eat that pig. Same thing with chickens. Well, we got one here from, um, yeah, man, I've met a lot of awesome people at these festivals. This one was that farm where you live, Andreas. Um, and he had some really awesome, helpful stuff in here. He said, you mentioned uh, wanting to get off of PayPal. And yeah, your wife was also, man, my wife enjoyed being around yours so much. I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, he said, you mentioned wanting to get off of PayPal. And one of the alternatives he pointed out was the one created by uh, Dan Bongino. And I'm going to have to try that one out. I'll look at it because I know Bongino had talked about um, you know, coming up with some legit alternatives. I got my issues with Bongino concerning certain other things because I only think he goes so far and it kind of aggravates me a little bit. But honestly, at the end of the day, he's almost certainly got something good. And I know he's linked up with, uh, I think, Parler and uh, one of those other video. Gab or uh, Rumble. Or yeah, Rumble, Rumble, I think it is. And then also he was talking about Patriot Mobile um, with regard to... And man, honestly, if they are a Patriot outfit, we need to seriously think about going to them instead of because he's he's with Verizon as we are. What is Patriot Mobile? It's like a cell phone service. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a cell phone huh. service. I've heard it advertised on other, and I feel kind of embarrassed that we never looked into it. So it's something because your mom handles that sort of thing. And realistically, I don't know if she's got the bandwidth to mess with it right now. Yeah, because she spent three solid days cooking down there. And I yeah, spent one and it day looks cooking. like it. It looks like it spent. You guys spent a week cooking. The amount of food we have in this doggone house. I know for five right now, people. Yeah, it's like there's like a pound of brisket for each one of us. Well, that's the beautiful part about this freeze dryer because I'm about <laughs> to put that bad boy to work. Well, no, leave the brisket because that'll get eaten. Yeah, leave that part out. Some of that stuff. Yeah, we're going to freeze. Well, speaking of freeze dryer, um, here's one of the questions. He, he said you mentioned something about receiving funds through a, a 
selling freeze dryers. Yes, it's one of those things we actually use. And he was asking about the code to maybe give us the benefit of it. Yeah, and it's linked. Uh, yeah, it- it's linked down in the. It's in linked in every YouTube video description and also the uh, podcast uh, show notes. And then he said extra comments. He says, my son, James, who briefly spoke with William about jujitsu at the conference says William's voice indicated that he defended a, a very, a very poorly applied choke. Um, <laughs> yeah. He wasn't cutting off any blood. Yeah. It was all windpipe. Well, he smashed you down apparently, but you still won. won. You still won. So I guess that's what really matters at the end of the day. What do you got? Oh, oh you're um, in. yeah. There he is over here slipping y'all. Uh, Tip a pimp. Uh, oh, wait. No, I read that one already. I'll read one. Hello from... Oh, I got one. Hello from uh, North Arkansas. Enjoy the show. Never miss one. I listen when I am driving, so I don't comment sometimes when I want to. But I just wanted to say, check out Kagi.com. That's K-A-G-I.com for an excellent search engine. Oh, crap. Fountain just threw me up to the top. Now I got to go back and uh, search engine that also doesn't track your activity. It's a subscription, but I think you get like 50 free searches per month or something like that. Um, they also have a discord. The developers are very active on anyway. Have a good one, Ashley. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for all the people that are reaching out and they seem to really dig this podcast. Oh, my bad. Pimp cast. Yeah. Permaculture is my passion for the people that are just tuning in. I need to probably say that from the from the very beginning because a lot of people don't know that that's what it means. Um, you know what I think we ought to do, son? Just off the top of my head, and you're probably going to get mad because I brought it up here without. I think we ought to do a live pimp cast and see if there's a way to have a call in, have people call in almost because we record this. I what mean, people don't realize is that we don't edit anything. We I think we could. this show from the time we start to the time we finish, y'all. I, I taught William how to do this like live radio, and we don't edit anything. So I wonder, I wonder it's just something could, to think about. They would have to, the way, the way I know how to do it right now, we would have to have the people picked out beforehand and they would be sitting in the uh, streaming software and we just bring them up as it's, as it's time. We'll have to think about doing that. I think it'd be kind of cool to do a live. I mean, we could do every show live if we wanted to. Um, You're going to give out your phone number? Well, no, the, well, no, there's <laughs> exactly no back years ago when I did, when I did my first ever podcast with this other guy in Kansas city, um, it was done through like some radio app or whatever. I forgot about that thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's out there somewhere. I don't even recall the name of it, but I was teamed up with some guy that just had very different motives for how to go about this show. And he was wanting to make it more of a slapstick comedy thing. And I was more about doing partially that, but mostly, uh, kind of sticking to real things. But anyway, there was a means for people to call in. Right. And so we'll have to find out what that is. But I think it'd be kind of cool to do a live call-in version of this. And people realize, because some people don't believe we do this from start to finish live. Yeah. I, remember I mean, Jason, it's not live, but it's all in one take and it's unedited. Yeah. Nobody ever believes that. But I remember, I remember Jason had a hard time believing it when he came over, when we recorded that segment with him, that we actually do the show from start to finish. Yeah. No editing. <laughs> No nothing, straight through. When the music plays, we just lean back away from the mics. We see we hear the whole length of the song. No, no, you lean back from the mic. I'm sitting here queuing up the next part. Well, you should be leaning back from the mic. Yeah. So they don't hear you breathing on the mic while the song's playing. <laughs> we got this last one from uh, Chris. And uh, wow, it, this is, well, we kind of addressed this earlier. He says, thank you. I'm a veteran also, and I appreciate your videos. Um, in a nutshell, Oh, no, check this. Okay, this is not the same person. He says, I'm starting to learn to be more self-sufficient like you guys have done. I'm about an hour from Asheville in South Carolina. would love to come by and visit and meet you guys. I was commander of headquarters company at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, for a little while and, and saw that you were an engineer. What years were you at Lost in the Woods? Okay. Um, in a nutshell, yeah, we kind of addressed this a little bit earlier that yeah, I'd love to see people. We'll love to have an open house, but it's going to have to happen at a time in the spring where it makes sense or at a time where things are growing. We can't have it when everything, I mean, yes, it would benefit when things are dying back, but we're going to have to do it where we can get anybody who's interested in coming to come at the same time. We're not going to be able to do this intermittently because we, frankly, we are, right. we literally stopped. I stopped making bone sauce long enough to record this and you stopped getting wood out of the woods. Well, I stopped getting wood out of the woods because I have to grab a chainsaw now. Yeah. 
so there you go. I mean, we're doing this stuff in between the raindrops. And seriously, y'all, don't think, look, we are the real deal. We do exactly what we say we are. We're not trying to hide anything. It's just we're going to have to have an open house. And I talked to Joel Salatin about this and how he went about doing it too. And, um, you know, I'm going to, you know, Joel's the pimp daddy of Polyface, and I'm going to take his yeah. advice when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So, um, you know, why well, sit here and reinvent the whole wheel? All right, y'all. Thank you so much for checking us out. Until next time, stay alert. Stay alive.